In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, I share a triumphant carnival game experience, we compare selling to car washes, and we take on the question, which selling system is the best? Welcome back, everybody, to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast in podcast history. My name is Brian Neal. It's quite an experience for you there, wasn't it? Go. (laughs) Bill's the director. As you can see what it's like behind the scenes here when Bill just says, go, I go. Hey, we're glad you're with us. If you uh, are booking a sales meeting, send us an email. You know we like to be on the road, out on the road. I'm going to be out for like two weeks Mm. on the road. Some for fun, some for work. Uh, Send us an email, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Come see us into the subject line. We will get in touch with you and talk about how that works. Really, really fun to go see our listeners. Also, we've got an episode. It's like a special episode. Right. You're talking about the yeah. app. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who are app, uh, you have the uh, Advanced Selling Podcast app. Uh, this week, in fact, by the time you hear this, it'll already be up. We interview. We actually didn't interview Doug Bowles, but he spoke at an event that we did. Doug is president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And it's uh, they do the Indy 500 and the Brickyard and several other races there at Indianapolis. And he is really a good guy. He came by uh, this uh, live podcast that we did here a few weeks ago during yep. the month of May. And we captured some of his stories and some of his philosophy on customer experience, which we found really interesting. And so rather than run it on the main show here, we put it on the app. So if you're not an app user and you enjoy racing or you enjoy just listening to people talk about good customer experience and good customer service, Doug Bowles was a fantastic uh, orator of that. Yes, and I would say also, even if you're not, and you're like, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, never, I don't even, I don't like racing, it's not my deal, that's fine. Listen to it for business, because yeah, Doug is yeah. such a great leader, and he's so good, as Bill's talking about with the client experience, there are some lessons in there for every one of you, guaranteed. So yeah. check that one out. And he also asked, you ask a question about, what do you do when you're called on by a salesperson? Yes. And we're not going to tell you the answer. You've got to listen to it. It's a great answer. Yes. It's a good answer. And he's a high-level guy, at least especially in our town, yeah. but in, in the sports yeah. world. And he gets called on a lot. And he's got a great answer for that, I thought. So, so if you're not already an app holder, what, what is an app holder? I don't app, know. An uh, app user? User, an app subscriber. subscriber. Yeah, you just subscriber. get it. You have it. Get the know. app. It's free. And you'll be able to download the Doug Bowles interview. Yeah. It is the best way to consume the uh, podcast. Yeah, so it it's is. summertime, Bill. I've been uh, doing some stuff with the kids. I went to an amusement park called Kings Island uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio. For those of us who live in the Midwest, kind of a destination place, grew up going there. It's really fun to then go back and take your kids back 40 years later. Um, I've been trying to do the ring toss game. You know, little ring toss Mm -hmm. games, virtually impossible to win. I won that when I was in sixth grade, when I was 12. And every time I go to Kings Island... I spend 20 bucks every time, and I've been doing it for 38 years to try to win that. And I came again. home empty-handed again. <laughs> again. And my kids are like, Dad, what, what are you doing? I said, you know what? I know I can win. Did I've you tell them? Absolutely. <laughs> you told them every time you go. I get a big bucket go. every time, and I visualize me winning. And I remember <laughs> yeah, when I did all this right. stuff, and I keep throwing and stuff. Visualize the feeling. But on the way out then, I stopped at a basketball hoop shooting thing. And there were a bunch of teenage boys, like eighth, ninth graders, you know, shooting and all this stuff. So I step up three balls, 10 bucks. I turned my hat backwards. It's one yeah. of those little free throw rims. You don't right. talk about this oh, shrunken yeah. rim. Oh, yeah. And it's the, I did the long it's ball one, fair. which is like a three-pointer yeah. with kind of overinflated basketballs. 
first shot, banked it in, Ooh. done. These, these kids are like, whoa! You know, the kids like jump up and down. I'm like, that's how we roll in Indiana, boys. <laughs> Toy. They just give you a little bit of ounce of pride. That's good. Banking it wasn't so cool. Kind of a dead <laughs> no, thing to do. Call the, it's to call the bank. I didn't. Bank! <laughs> it was really funny, though. So yeah. I have I have this uh, six-foot uh, jalapeno pepper in my garage, if anybody wants that. So that's my little carnival story. <laughs> for, for, for the, the uh, basketball? I yeah, did. Yeah. Yes. Really, really fun. Okay. So, hey, Bill, before we get to our topic, you know, we've been mentoring and training sales professionals for years now. And one of the most important elements to career success is aligning yourself with a company that develops employees, values its customers, and has a portfolio of products that compete with anyone in the market. That's why we recommend our listeners have CenturyLink at the top of their list when they look for a new career opportunity. With the recent acquisition of Level 3, the new CenturyLink has become a world leader in the areas of cloud, security, real-time communications, managed services, and hybrid IT. If you're a top performer who's looking for a fresh start in 2018, Visit CenturyLink.com slash advanced selling and join their talent community. Once you join the talent community, a member of their team will reach out to you soon to connect and see if a career at CenturyLink is the right step for you. Go to CenturyLink.com slash advanced selling. Topic. So uh, I saw an interesting comment on LinkedIn uh, on my random feed, and it was a VP of sales, and he asked a simple question, um, what selling system is the best? And by selling system, he meant the challenger sale, Sandler, spin, that sort of thing. There's some really cool comments. And one of the comments kind of caught my eye and got us thinking about this episode, which is one, what is the best? What's your opinion on that? And uh, before that, though, should you even have one? Because one of the guys put a comment where he said, hey, if you're thinking about, you know, that sales is about tech techniques and uh, phrasing and those little things. And he said, your, your buyer's going to hit the snooze button on you. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. thought it would be good to do kind of a dual headed episode here about selling systems. So we're going to first talk about, should we even have one at all? And then we're going to answer for that. We're going to, we're going to kind of riff on some of the systems that are out there, plus and minus. And then we're going to go in the second episode, what the advanced selling podcast ish process or mm-hmm. selling system. If we were going to build one for you, what would it look like? So yeah, and maybe in the second episode, if you are interested in designing your own methodology for your own business, yeah. that's where we will uh, give yep. you some foundational elements and some frameworks. So for sure, yeah, I've got a list here, Brian, of the five or six of the largest uh, sales training organizations that you would say have methodologies. Yeah, uh, these are in no particular order. Solution Selling mm-hmm. is big and has been around for a long time. Spin Selling. Was um, who was the guy that Neil wrote? Rackham. Neil Rackham, mm-hmm. uh, Dartmouth, uh, or um, that's local. That was a local guy, but uh, didn't it? Uh, wasn't Rackham a uh, a, professor a professor somewhere? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Miller Hyman, which they do more than training; they do tests and personality tests and a lot of different things. The Challenger Sale, which yep. has come on the scene here in the last five to seven years, mm-hmm. and then the Sandler Sales Institute. Yep. Uh, or Sandler Sales Training, which has been around for about uh, 30 years. So those yeah. are five. There are a variety. There's million, thousands of yes. other subcategories of those. But those are, the, I would say, the big five. Yeah, and I think most of you who are listening, uh, I shouldn't say most of you, maybe not. I, w- I would be curious to know how many of our listeners are, have been exposed to one of these that we've yeah. read or something else and what they think about this question. This could be something maybe Travis could put up to in the LinkedIn group to get their, our own opinion of our own listeners. Yeah. Of what yeah. they think. So, um, so what's your what's your opinion, Bill? First on just this, the whole selling system. Should I have one or shouldn't I? We've got these in front of us: Miller, Hyman, Challenger, Sandler, Spin, Solution. Hmm. You have a first take. 
Not of which one. You mean of yeah. system or no? Yeah. Method or no? System or no? Yeah, I think you. I think we need in sales today. I think we need some kind of a foundational philosophy of how we how we work, what we believe in, what we believe our role to be, what we believe the prospect's role to be. So yeah, I think, I don't know that I would call it a sales methodology. I think it's more of a sales philosophy. Just how do yeah. we how do we look at ourselves and how do we look at the context of a buyer and a seller? What's, what are we there to do? Yes. Are we just there to sell? Is yes. that all we're there to do? And of course we think it's not. So I think you need some kind of a framework or a philosophy but I know I'm familiar with all five of these. Yes. And I don't think any one of these is the best. I think they all serve a purpose. Yeah, I, I would I would agree completely with that. And if you're uh, in a company that's utilizing or has bought into one of these methodologies, my first response to this is good for you. Yeah. You're doing yeah. something. It's, you're, not, you're not just handed a phone book, a phone book, right? Welcome to 1989. Our listeners don't even know what phone book is, right? Well, you're sitting on I see you're sitting on it. It should be. I'm only six feet. You are. Um, yeah, so you're not just handed a big list to call in the phone and said, go go mm-hmm. do it. You're, you're, your company's invested in some way, shape, or form in methodology. I think that's an okay thing. That's better yeah, than nothing I at agree. all. I agree. Um, I think the risk in going all in, and the other thing is that of the people that endorse these things all think theirs is the best. Right? There are zealots. They, they Ooh, become zealots, work. and there's a couple of these here who are super zealots. Yes. And if you say anything that disagrees with, with their, their philosophy or their method, they will take you to the woodshed. They will. Mm-hmm. That's heavy duty. Heavy duty, the woodshed. Uh, yeah, so I think yeah. you always have to, uh, sorry to interrupt, I think you always have That's to be careful about saying, my way is the only way, or, this, or the Sandler way or the Challenger is the only way. I, yes. just don't, I just don't think we're in a world where there's one solution and that's it, and, there, and there's no good idea yes. in these other solutions, because there are. No, and if you watch, you know, I get the, the beauty of getting to watch NFL football from the field, and if you watch the history of like film if i watch film from the 70s and 80s which we still have some of those games the the offenses the nfl team runs are night and day different right and some of those coaches have been coaching since then and what you've seen happen is they have these core philosophies like you talked about earlier that are at their core that that's how they do it and the things that work above that though they've layered on layered on layered on other things from other people and places as the game has evolved. And that to me is the massive risk that you take as a sales organization. If you go all in on just one, yeah. you have yeah. to be able to add to because you're going to miss uh, from all of them, right? So there's something from a Miller Hyman shop, right? Uh, is missing something by not being open to some challenger ideas mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, so I, I think that's um, the big thing to listen to here is no matter what philosophy you've bought into, do not be closed off to other things and other elements from the outside. It's really, really risky, in my opinion. So let's look. I just drew uh, a clever little two circles. Concent- okay. Are the concentric, concentric circles, is that one inside the other? I don't remember. Isn't concentric where they goes from the inside to outside like that? Concentric? Yeah, so I've got one on the inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've got it. And then on the outside. And That's so kind of a cheese wheel. The inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bagel. It's a bagel. Don't it. The inside circle it contains all of the things like when you get in front of a prospect, like yes. the questioning and the answering and the handling the objection and all these things that these five big, the big fives talk about. Yeah. But there's a lot that's not on that that they, these guys never talk about, no. like prospecting. Right. They don't talk about. I, I mean, Sandler may a little bit. I don't know about Challenger, but there's no. Challenger does zero. 
there's no devotion to, okay, None. what is your plan? How much you want to earn in the next year? What What's the strategy? How many yeah. people do you need to see a month? Yeah. What's your prospecting? Is it social media? Is it content? What is it? That's one. Number two, I don't think many of them do a good job of really helping the client or, or the sales professional understand their own value. Right. Uh, I don't think they do a good job of talking about the, the mental side, the inner game, the the you know all all the things that happen inside your head. That yeah. certainly they don't. I mean, that's what where it all begins. Yes. So I think there's some things outside here. None of these guys address. No, and they don't talk about social media, or social marketing at all either. That I have found in, in the books that in these books that well, I've these read are all been, old systems, Brian. They are. Every one of them, except for Challenger, but Challenger, Challenger is not a is not a prospect. It's 2011. That, that's the yeah, other thing well, people true. forget. You, th- you think, oh, Challenger, years. it's getting buzz now. It was published in 2011. Yeah, that's seven, and think about how rapidly the market has changed in seven years. So, so noted. <laughs> Get me all fired up. You crapped on my point. But anyway. No, no I didn't. Uh, no, no I, I endorsed your point. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so regardless of if you select one of these or you're already using one of these, I think there are some things outside the donut hole that also apply. Like what is your value? How do you talk about it? Yeah. What kind of plans do you have? What, what, what is your vision for yourself and your business and your territory or your team? If you're a VP of sales, all that stuff really matters and it's not talked about here. So why do you think companies invest in a system like this? Predictability. They want certainty and a predictability in a world that offers you none. That's it. That's exactly what they want. And what's interesting is, uh, and I I came from a big company who was really good at this, uh, my my very first job. If you do stats long enough, you can make the stats look however you want them to look, right? You just have to keep measuring and measuring and measuring. And it's so funny how even the challenger sale, they talk about, you know, challengers outperform the other four sales personality types, you know, uh, by significant amount percentage wise, and they've got the numbers and the stats and all the people that they interviewed, <laughs> and they said we were really surprised to find this out. I'm like, no, you weren't. You weren't surprised <laughs> you at weren't all. Surprised. You kept looking until you found, until the, you stats found the stats, so you could write a book. Yeah. And say, so you weren't surprised. Don't tell me that. I know better. I know those things work, and it's great that you did all that, right? And we can I was measure. Surprised, I was right the whole time. Yeah, I, was I just right. kept. I didn't realize it. We went to 100 companies. We picked the 40. That <laughs> when we measured those, proved our point. <laughs> we, those are the ones in our study. So there's oh, that. God. That's funny. Well, uh, that's good. The, the, so those five. And so you're, so you weigh in on this by saying that, yes, you need some kind of a, a framework. Yes. But not necessarily one of these. And it's more than just these. Yes. I think you need your own personal I, selling I philosophy that for, it's for you. And we talked about this. What's also missing in all of these systems is the customer's input or the customer's process and how they buy and what they do and how they think and things like that. And I think all those things should go into the mix to say, for the customers and clients that I'm trying to attract, yeah. this is the best methodology for them. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So. I also think that um, for the people who have these systems in their own companies, a lot of times they're not used. So you go from the zealot, which is they think they're using it all the time. They're really not, but they think all the way to, yeah, you know, we, we've been through a lot of Miller Hyman, but we don't really, I don't really use it personally. And that's what we typically hear. And it's hard because if there's no reinforcement, even with your, with our system, when we go out, if they say come out once, well, there's no reinforcement. So you're really not going to be able to use it. And no. So I would suggest that if you're not using anything, stay tuned for next episode. Now that we've talked about uh, these five and a little bit about them for uh, how do you devise your own philosophy? What if you had one that was better than in any of these five? Yes. 
And I think that's the fun part for, I think what individuals want, most individuals these days don't want to be boxed into something they can't get out of. It doesn't make them feel good or inspired or anything like that. And I think what you're going to hear in our next episode, Bill and I are going to coach you through how to develop your own. Your your own can also fit into these methodologies. Yeah. So what's great about it is if your company is paid for Miller Hyman and you have to use all their account management tools, which are really slick, you can still use some things that are your own philosophy that'll make you just own the whole process better for yourself. I was just thinking about a, a guy that I know here in town. Yeah. He went through, his company put them through. I don't know which one of these it was. And if I did, I probably wouldn't even say it because it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. But they spent $350,000. It was a sales force of about 25 people for one year's worth of training. And his his name was Scott. And he showed me the manual after the first, I think they did like a four-day orientation. And there wasn't much following that. I don't know whether the four days was 350 or 250 or whatever. But I said, well, how how did you like it? I mean, he was saying, you know, I know you're in the business. I thought you'd like to see this. And I said, well, how, how did you like the four days? He goes, eh. And I yeah. thought, $300,000, yeah. and that's what I get to, eh. I know. There's just nothing there. There's, and then think of what we say, and we say, put them through. That's what we I say. I know, I know. And, and then what they'll say is, well, we went through, or my company we went put through. us yeah. through. yeah. Miller High, it's like a car wash. You know what I mean? It's exactly. like, exactly. well, I feel even clean the, for about 10 minutes. Even then, the language <laughs> we use implies that we're not going to yeah, use it. We're no, just going to go we, through we, it. We're going to go through this and it's going to end. And gosh, man, I can't wait <laughs> I can't to wait get out. Friday, exactly. Yeah. It's really uh, But funny. we fake it. Well, oh man, yeah. who's learned something? Oh, I oh, have, I have. Yeah, yeah. I've learned that I don't want to be in this What'd you learn? Anymore. And they look at their note and they read, right? <laughs> uh, I really like this tool you gave us here, this uh, strategic account management tool. I really like that one. Okay. Great. Okay, so next time we're going to talk about uh, your own methodology. We are. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye.